Ready? Okay. Uh, my name is Joel Lemus. I am one of three school counselors here at Lexington High School. Okay. Does this school have a digital citizenship policy? Um, so I had kind of looked through, I, uh, before when we had talked a few days ago, I looked through our student handbook, um, which is also online, which is what I have printed here. And you're welcome to take this with you if you want. And I was first looking for like something that specifically says in our handbook that there's like digital citizenship, like mm -hmm. these are titles, and then things underneath. Uh, we don't have it in our handbook. We don't have like a category that's listed as digital citizenship. But what I did find is that throughout the handbook, the student handbook, there's things sprinkled in that talk mm -hmm. about digital citizenship or what I consider part of digital citizenship, which includes uh, the first thing is on page 11. And again, you can have this. Um, it talks about bullying and including uh, cyberbullying. Um, and so to me, that that is a part of, of um, that's more maybe like a consequence. It talks mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Um, page 20, this is all stapled together, has uh, copyright compliance. So talking to students and their parents about um, when they work on a project that has to be basically in their own words, they can't just plagiarize yeah. uh, and use somebody else's work. Um, page 41 talks about student internet and computer access and talks about that students get, um, every student in our school uh, gets a device and it talks about um, using the internet what is appropriate ways ways to use the internet what's not appropriate um, we've had we have had I will tell you when you were here we had a different device than what we have now yeah and I know we'll get to talk a little bit about that but we have had I, I know that we've had some issues but I think overall I would like to think maybe more, maybe that's more of my hope I think though that we've had more positive things come from the kids i think it's impossible or very very difficult to try to get every kid every mm -hmm. single day at every moment to not be on a site that you don't want them to be on or to not do something like airdrop when they're not supposed yeah. to and so um but we do have something on like what's what's uh what's acceptable student internet use and device use we have a list of unacceptable uh, uses, and you, we can kind of read through that. Uh, how we enforce um, those internet privileges and technology use. Uh, and then also here it talks more about bullying, sh which shall include cyberbullying. Um, and it defines different ways that cyberbullying exists. So I'll probably highlight maybe the, the main yeah. areas because there's a lot more writing, but you can kind of... Uh, again, it goes more into detail about um, uh, what I consider part of the digital citizenship. So it's just sprinkled throughout the handbook, so like what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah, and I think, okay. yep, and I think that we, I talked to our um, our technology person, mm -hmm. his name, well, when you were here was Mr. Banderas. Mm -hmm. Now it's a different, he now works in the central office, the main office, and we have a guy named Jeremy Thomas, Mr. Thomas, and he's really good um, just as far as helping students and staff with any, any concerns that they have. Um, but this is what he pointed me to. He's like, it's just, it's in the handbook. Uh, we don't have anything that's like, we don't have like a, a, a single place Section. where we have it. It's just kind of sprinkled throughout sprinkled. our handbook. Okay, that sounds great. Um, did or does the school have some sort of initiative that helps with responsible use of technology? 
Yeah, we taught um, in our foundations class, which if you remember, that's the freshman mm -hmm. class. Um, that class is really geared towards helping our kids who are new to our building mm -hmm. uh, with their transition to high school. And so in that class, they cover a lot of topics. We just had the gender slash sex talks with them mm -hmm. a few weeks ago. Um, the teachers work with them a lot on just the, the transition to high school. And one of the topics that they talk about in there is, is more of the internet use. I will tell the internet and digital citizenship. Um, I can't specifically tell you though that there's like a, a, a whole class mm -hmm. um, or a core subject that talks more about it or that they go in depth with that. Um, so outside of that foundations class, I don't think that we would have like a, a set curriculum uh -huh. on digital citizenship. Okay. To my knowledge, anyway, when I asked around. Because I know, like, in the beginning, like, when sixth graders first get it, they obviously have to, like, go through, like, a course, not a course, but, like, a meeting to, like, go through everything that's acceptable and not acceptable. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's where, like, a majority of the students, when they first get there, like, going to the transition of going into middle school, getting those devices of where they learn mm -hmm. how to use the iPads now. Right. So how does the school make sure that students are aware of this policy? Is there a, you said that there's policy in the handbook, but do mm -hmm. you guys put posters around the schools or? Yep, yep, there's, uh, we have, and maybe on your way out we can show you, but there's, uh, there's different posters on different things. And so we have those posted, but the main, the main way, um, so I just finished my administration degree, which mm -hmm. is a principal degree. And so a lot of it basically comes down to Sometimes it's how does the school cover their behind in case mm -hmm. somebody was to come and say, well, you didn't, uh, I never signed off on that or I didn't know about that. So in our school handbook, any, any new kid that we get to our school district or the beginning of the year, we have kids, they, they are responsible for and their, and their parent has to sign or parent or guardian has to sign something that says, yep, I received a copy of the handbook mm -hmm. and I agree with what's stated in there. Okay. So let's say we were to have a new kid show up today. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. They would first go to the central office. They'd register, and then they would come here, uh, and then we would talk about classes, or I'd get to know them a little bit, and then I would hand them our, our student handbook. Our student handbook is the first pages of our planners that mm -hmm. everybody gets. And so that planner obviously also has um, the kids get to keep it, and they get to write down what assignments they have. And then at the back of it, we're really pushing for our teachers to use it. If the kids need to go to the restroom, mm -hmm. they're supposed to use that as a hall pass. Um, so it's, it's in our students. So the kids have it in their possession, in theory, yeah. if they don't throw away their planner. They have it in their possession, and the parent and the student will sign off that, yes, I did receive the student handbook, and I understand, and I will abide by the rules that are in there. Okay. So, so. yeah, that answers my next question, how are parents or guardians made aware of this policy? So it's obviously in the handbook, mm -hmm. and they're yep. shown in the beginning when they first transfer here. Correct. Okay. So what are the consequences for not following this policy? So it depends. That's, the, that's kind of the answer is it depends on the severity. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll give you a couple of examples, obviously, without giving student names. If we have a student who is sending through airplay uh, different memes mm -hmm. that are inappropriate for school. Um, might depend on the severity of that meme, you know, does it have foul language, does it have 
um, sexist or racist or homophobic remarks, that goes mm -hmm. a little higher up than, you know, yeah. I'm sharing a meme that's about a cartoon and it's funny, but it has cuss words. Yeah. To me, that's two different things. Now, mm -hmm. ultimately, all these decisions are made by our principals. That's kind of their, their main task or one of their main tasks. I shouldn't say their main one. Um, and so a lot of it will depend, you know, there's different severity levels there. If a kid is using, if a student is using their cell phone during school, which is not allowed yeah. in our school, um, and they were to happen to get caught, then typically if it's the kid's first offense, mm -hmm. the teacher will typically go up to them and say, like, hey, Sharon, you know you're not supposed to have your phone out. I need you to put it away. Yeah. Hopefully that's kind of their approach and not uh, in an angry voice or, you know, it should be, we want our teachers to approach them like people yeah. and not, you know, um, it's something different and, and just basically say, Hey, you got your phone out. I saw it, put it away. If the, if it's continues to be an issue, um, we, the, the teacher can ask the student to turn in his phone and then administration handles it from there. The tricky part is that the kids have eight classes a day. So I might have it out in one class yeah. and then that teacher doesn't know about it or knows about it, but then, then they go to the next class or whatever it's an issue there. We do have, um, it's a cell phone violation um, spreadsheet that uh -huh. has every single kid in the school oh. on there. And so if I'm a teacher and I'm uh, the math teacher and I see a kid that's got his phone out uh, and maybe maybe the first time I won't write their name because I'm like, you know what, he didn't know, he's new or whatever. Uh, but if it becomes an issue, then I wouldn't write his name down. This day, this kid had his phone out and then becomes an issue in another class, that teacher will go on that, go to the kid's name and be like, oh, He's already been in trouble twice with Mr. Lemus, so this is not just an issue in my class. Mm -hmm. He's doing it throughout the day. And so that is helpful because then kids, it's harder for kids maybe to be like, oh, that was my first time. You know, yeah. they've been warned by other teachers that this is not acceptable kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Like, even when I was here, I, I did not know mm -hmm. that. Okay, so does the school have issues with students not following the policies? Like, how often do you think it happens where, like, you catch a student who just, just doesn't follow the rules or... Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, I think... I, I don't know... I don't know if anybody has the, the solution to how to keep kids, kids uh, off their phones all the time. Mm -hmm. I think there's obviously kids who are following the rules, but I think a lot of kids will know... know that there's opportune times for them. Mm -hmm. And know, honestly, know who the teachers are that walk around the room most and who are the ones that teach and then they sit down I mean that's an unfortunate reality um, there's also t kids that know uh, this kid this teacher is a little more lenient than that teacher mm -hmm. um, in my opinion one of the ways that we help solve that but I know it doesn't happen in every class is if a kid and so this is me now as a teacher mm -hmm. if a kid is in my class and says can I use the restroom I'd be like sure leave your phone on the table because you don't need your phone when you're yeah. going to the bathroom because um, I know I don't teach, and so I know a lot of times when I'm walking the halls and the kids are by themselves and I see them on their phone. Now, a lot of times, honestly, Sharon, I just tell them, hey, you need to put that away and you need to go back to class. Mm -hmm. um, if it becomes like I'm catching the same kid over and over again, I'd be like, all right, man, let's go to the office so you can turn in your phone. Um, and I haven't really had any issues with kids talking back to me, mm -hmm. but again, I think and maybe I'm just lucky I haven't come across a kid who's angry at the time or whatever, but I think it's more like how you approach a kid. Like, yeah. Kids know that that's a policy, but the kids also don't need to be yelled at mm -hmm. or don't need for me to 
you know, make a big scene. You know, I'll approach him and be like, hey, man, I see you're on your phone. You know, you're not supposed to have that out, right? I mean, that's, that already is a different approach than, like, you know the rules, you know, like that. And so mm-hmm. I think I think if we as a staff knew that, again, or were reminded that we just need to treat kids like, you know. They're people. They're people. Yeah. Then I think that we don't have those issues. Um, but, you know, we can only control how I do things and yeah. I can't control how their staff do things. Yeah, so. that's true. Okay, so obviously, like, what um, okay, what type of technologies are students using at this at this school? I know that they're using iPads, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So has anything changed from going from computers? Because when I was a senior, that was the last year we used computers, and then you guys right. transferred to iPads. That's right. Uh, so and and also the middle school, the whole the the plan or the goal is to get all of the district on iPads. And I think that's that we're pretty close to that if not we're already, if we're not already there. Now the elementary has cards. So that mm-hmm. I don't think the elementary kids they all get one, I don't think. The middle school I think now all, all those kids have iPads yeah. and the high school does. Um so at first it was tough I think for our kids and it still kind of is because they would say, well English class I need to use mm-hmm. I need to, I need a keyboard. I think though that as kids grow up more with the iPads there's kids that now I think that type just as fast on the screen yeah. as they do on a keyboard and so I and honestly we had a lot of teachers well I shouldn't say a lot mainly the English teachers were mm-hmm. really hesitant on moving to the iPad because they're like kids won't be able to type their papers Yeah. and I think that maybe was true for like maybe like maybe probably even your class and the class after you but I think now that, you know, these a lot of these guys have now grown up with the iPads or mm-hmm. that's what they're used to in school, these guys will type pretty fast. And they're, and the kids are always allowed to, if they want to purchase their own little keyboard that mm-hmm. attaches to, they can use it. And then the English department did request and they purchased in their classrooms like little keyboards so they, you know, how mm-hmm. they get work time in there, yeah. that they can use them. But I, I don't know, I haven't asked them recently, but I would be surprised, probably half of them maybe asked for one. Otherwise, you know, a lot of them are using or typing just as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's crazy how things become things that like when I was little are different and, and like we did in school is some of the things have changed than like when Mrs. Maya was in school, yeah. you know, and it's different than maybe when you like yeah. now, from what I understand, they're not even teaching cursive. In, yeah, that's what I heard in elementary. Right. And like you, uh, you tell that to an older person that grew up with that. It's like, oh my gosh, how can they read cursive? Mm-hmm. You know, how are they going to read the declaration of independence? And I'm like. You know, you can just Google that, Yeah, you right? can just Google like, it. Like, you don't need... Yeah. <laughs> and so, some things, I think, become obsolete, and and some things, I think, are really, like, near and dear to some people. Mm-hmm. So, I could see, like, I still remember when I was in school, in middle school, we learned how to keyboard, and it was like, A, 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 space, A, 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 space, and you had to do it with your pinky. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could see that, you know, now, like, there's not a need to teach that, really, because... If everybody's just typing on a screen, or most people, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to need, most people aren't going to need to know, like, we had to go through the alphabet, go B, B, B space, C, C, C space, like, for, like, two weeks, and went through the whole alphabet. Um, and it helped me, I mean, now, but now I'm, like, now I, I'm not very good at typing on the iPad, you know, but, yeah. so, things just, some things like that just change. I, I mean, that that's yeah, okay. like, with my little brother, so, he's in sixth grade, yeah. and I see him, like, doing his homework, and he's just typing away, and I'm, like, right. That's crazy, because I was scared. I'm like, thank 
thank God I don't have to use the iPads next year. Like, I'm graduating. I'll get my own computer and just type yeah. out. Like, that's what I was scared of was, like, the mm-hmm. keyboards. But I see my brother just going at it. Right. It, like, comes second nature to him. And it's, I think it's, it's uh, the human brain is, is an incredible thing, and it adjusts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you give it time and... I think I think sometimes, especially with technology, mm-hmm. our adults have a harder time transitioning than our kids. Yeah. We, you know, we, we question like, oh, are the kids going it, to... It's taken two years and everybody's like, it, yeah. like, we're on iPads. It is what it is, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, like, in this class, we're, we're learning how to use, like, technology in education. And it's like how it's changing so fast mm-hmm. for students. I feel like the students, obviously, they do a good job, but it's like job like the the jobs of teachers to like help the students like yeah. find their way and how to use the technology and the right ways to use technology in the classrooms right, right. i think i'll tell you this i think that one of the biggest and i would i'm not saying that i'm perfect at it but i think that we have teachers i know that we have teachers that are almost like timid of technology mm-hmm. of like get off your ipad get out. and like i think it needs to be more of an approach of like how do we use the devices that we have to have them engage you know i'm not saying yeah. use it all the time but like there are a lot of things out there and free things out there that you can use you can have them use their device to still get the message or the lesson across to mm-hmm. them you know and how can you use it to your advantage instead of like seeing it as like this unwanted thing that all of our kids have yeah and so. like in other classes i'm learning that like obviously there's different types of learning styles like reading just straight out of the book doesn't work for some students Mm-hmm. So it's like it's better like find ways to use technology in your classroom to approach other learners and how they can learn. Right. So right. I find it interesting how we can use like so many different types of technology in our mm-hmm. classrooms every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Differentiation. Okay. That's that's big. Yep. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah. After my interview with Mr. Lamos, I learned a lot more about my old high school. I attended Lexington High School from 2015 to 2019. When I was a student there, I was well aware of a lot of the rules Mr. Lamus told me about. These rules were made well aware of through my years there. In our homeroom classes, they always went over the rules about digital citizenship. I vaguely remember going through the Lexington School Handbook weekly, reading over rules and learning some ways to follow them. Mr. Lamos gave me a copy of the Lexington Handbook and Policy 3030 gives students a link to which they can click on to view more about the digital policy of the school district. Policy 5037 states that students are expected to use computers and the internet as an educational resource. It then goes on to give students the exact rules to which they are expected to follow. I believe the Lexington School District does an amazing job informing their students about the guidelines and the consequences of digital citizenship. As more schools continue to use technology in their classrooms, I believe it is important to inform them about how technology should be used. Digital citizenship is there for not only students, but for anyone who has access to the internet. Knowing how and what you use the internet for is important.